0: Remember Tetris? Perhaps one of the all-time best games? I've long said that if Tetris were an Olympic event, I'm pretty sure I'd win the gold. The question though is, can something like Tetris, which is so awesome, can it actually affect the way we see our world? The answer is yes. In studies, people were instructed to play Tetris for an extended period of time. And at the end of the required playing time, the participants noticed that as they were out and about, they were bombarded with seeing Tetra shapes everywhere. The brick or stone patterns in buildings, looking down a supermarket aisle, the boxes, looking at cars in a parking lot. And their mind was working on how could these shapes fit better together. And I think that anyone who has played ever played the game has probably experienced that to some extent. And in and of itself, that, that isn't really bad for you, Right. Now, it might be mildly annoying, but it's not really bad for you. The question then is, why do we care about what's called the Tetris effect? And it's because it holds the key that keeps some people locked in unhappiness while others remain happy. To really simplify the Tetris effect, it's easiest to think about it this way. What we train our brains to see, we see more of. When we're playing Tetris, we're training our brains to recognize shapes, spaces, and patterns, and our brains love patterns. Everything becomes easier when there's a pattern. Here, though, is the pivotal question. What are you training your brain to see in the game of life? All that's wrong and negative, or what's right in the world? And let's be clear, the negative is easy to see. First, we are bombarded by the media and social media about one negative thing after another. I mean, the news stations are 24-7 on what is wrong. It takes no skill, no discipline to see the negative. I mean, on my iPhone, and I'm sure this is not just my iPhone, but every single day in the news, field, in the news feed, there's always something like, here are five horrible things that happened yesterday. You know, I don't what we don't we don't need to be bombarded this way and i used to start the day by reaching for my phone and checking out the news and and honestly i'd be so disgusted and and depressed by the end of it i just want to pull the covers up over my head and go back to sleep for a while there is a reason that the happiest and most successful people in the world do not start their day with the news notice i said start their day it's not that we need to stick our head in the sand but we need to be aware of what we're feeding our brains and what we're training our brains to see. So the second reason the negative is easy is that finding what's wrong with a situation or another person, sadly, makes us feel a bit superior and smarter. Like, you know, we know something that they don't. There is an implicit judgment in those things, whether we recognize it or not. And I want to be clear, sometimes we do need to be discerning about situations and 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 others. You know, is this situation healthy for me or is this person healthy for me? You know, that's, that's a discernment. And that's a very different question than is this situation or is this person bad or wrong? It's a tiny distinction, but it makes a very big difference in our lives. And now this is a bit fascinating or, or horrifying, depending on how you look at it, But we actually get a dopamine hit every time we find fault in a situation or in another person. That's frightening. And before we jump on that as a good thing, just remember that not everything that releases dopamine is good for us. It's actually one of the reasons why meth is so addictive because it tricks our brain into releasing large amounts of dopamine. So that's not the way to get the dopamine hit, but it's what keeps us scanning for the negative. Now, here's the reality of scanning for the negative. That becomes what we're training our brain to see and to notice. And sadly, over time, we don't even notice the good, even when it's happening around us. But there is good news here, actually great news. The brain can be trained. I don't know about you, and I can't choose what's right for you, but I don't want to live like the sky is, you know, constantly falling. And while we do have challenges, I happen to believe that life is still pretty amazing. So if you want to bring more happiness to your life, here are two things that you can try and full disclosure, I use often both of these every single day, but at least one of them every day. So the first one, in a quiet location, set a timer on your phone for 90 seconds, then close your eyes and find as many things as you can to you can to be grateful for in those 90 seconds. Do not stop in, until the timer, you know, makes its little noise, right? And these don't have to be good, big things. They can be small, but say, I am grateful for X. I'm grateful for Y. I'm grateful for Z. And some of mine, uh, just to give you an example, you know, some of mine are, I am grateful for my health. I'm grateful that I can hear the bird song outside my window. I'm grateful for Rick. I'm grateful that I got to go for a walk today. And in full disclosure, <laughs> when I first heard about this practice, I thought it was stupid. And yes, dopamine hit right there, but then I tried it and this has become one of my daily practices. I actually love it. The second one you can try is called three good things. Have a practice with your spouse, a family member, friend, or your, or even your journal where each day you share three good things that happened during the course of the day. And again, these don't have to be big things, right? It can be, I got to go for a walk and it was sunny outside or, you know, I heard a bird, whatever it is. But here's why these work. Because you're actively training your brain to watch for the good things and things to feel grateful for throughout the course of the day. So we're training our brain to scan for the good, for what is right, for what's positive. And here's the great news. The more you train your brain this way, the more positive things you will discover. So I hope that you'll give these a try and a real try, meaning that you'll try it for at least a month with full effort, not half-hearted effort, because you know as well as I do that whatever you put into something is exactly what you get out of it. But these are practices that I've used. They come from happiness researchers. They're proven to work with millions of people. So give it a try that wraps up this episode. I just want to thank you for listening. And I also want to say, I love how many of you are sharing these episodes with your friends, your colleagues, and even your teams. Thank you so much for that. I am immensely grateful to you for that. I hope that you have a great week and make sure that you rise and thrive.